0: mean some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18+, plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends,
3: chance to write his name in Huddersfield town
1: and he takes that
0: Hello listener, it's Brady here. So you're about to listen to the Twitter spaces that we did last night in the wake of the news that Mark Fotheringham was sacked. But before you do, we're going to hear from Justin Peach. So Justin is from the second tier podcast, the Championship podcast to hear his reaction to the news, and then we'll be on with the full podcast, the Twitter space that we did last night, so enjoy it. Hey Justin, thanks for joining us. So, what do you make of the decision to sack Mark Fotheringham? It's
4: definitely the right decision to sack Fotheringham, I thought his position's been untenable for quite a while, to be honest with you. Um, A lot of what he says post-games is, quite frankly, bizarre, um, and definitely not a true picture of how that game has turned out, so... As I say, I think his position has been inevitable. I think the amount of points, I think it's just 21 points out of 60 he's picked up since his appointment. It's just not good enough. And obviously not being able to score goals or create chances um, outside of set pieces has been problematic as well. It's just not something that's been solved by him. And and therefore, yeah, it's just, just not a good enough tenure. And as I say, definitely, definitely the right um, decision to, to get rid of him. Should have been done a lot sooner, though, in my opinion. Does it improve their chance of staying up? I don't know. That's a really difficult question to answer because Huddersfield are in a, a very difficult position where the squad probably isn't um, isn't as you know as good as the teams around them. Maybe I'm looking at you know Cardiff do have quality, but it's probably on the same level as Huddersfield. Um, Blackpool have improved their squad significantly, maybe on the same level as 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 Wigan and Rotherham as well not too many teams have better squads than them and, and Huddersfield are sort of batting in and around the, the same um same ballpark as, as a few of those teams that are down there at the moment as well. So in in a, a roundabout way it does improve their chances, but it, it just depends on what manager Huddersfield go for and what type of manager what type of manager they go for it, again is very difficult to answer because the pool of managers I think is going to be a lot lower because of the 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 mess that's behind the scenes at the club, the Mess in recruitment, Lee Brom being the director of football, not really being an inspiring character to work for. The sackings that have happened this season um, and the poor decision making as a manager, as a young up and coming manager, as an ambitious manager. Do I want to go to Huddersfield at this point? Probably not. So you're looking at a manager who maybe trying to repair their reputation or trying to get back on the back on the back on the horse, as it may. Um, so maybe a Danny Cowley might fit into that category certainly would um, avoid the likes of Steve Bruce and Chris Wilder. Um, but yeah, Danny Cowley is probably the first name that sprung to my mind because, again, he, you know, he's, he, he needs to rebuild his reputation having, having been sacked by Portsmouth. And I think this might be a good opportunity to do it. I think if you can fight valiantly to keep Huddersfield up, that will certainly help. And um, I know in saying that, he, he's already had a spell at Huddersfield, but he's a manager that gets teams organised, gets them difficult to beat and... Um, and just start to get the best out of individuals as well. So maybe he might be the best option at this
0: point. Oh, just sell it down. Play on. Can we sell it down? Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Thanks for joining us on the Twitter space. Um Yeah, a bit last minute, but, um, you know, that's town for you. Some news and how we're going to react to it. So what I would say is if you don't get too high when you win and you don't get too low when you lose, what happens when you draw? You get shown the door from the looks of it. Um, Yes, this is our special emergency Twitter Spaces. It's the Farewell Fotheringham special. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Matt Shaw. Thanks to everyone who's joining. I'm sure we'll get people joining throughout. I'm quite new to this, so so bear with me. But um, how this is going to work tonight is you're going to hear from some of the voices you know and love from our podcast with their takes on the news. We're also really keen to get the thoughts of you all listening, so later we'll open the floor to get some of your takes and we'll look at who we want to next take the reins at Huddersfield Town. Uh, it's going to be a, a good job for whoever steps in. But before we do, let's recap the news, shall we? So this afternoon, the club released a 76-word statement announcing that Mark Fotheringham's contract at Huddersfield has been terminated. Um, I'll read it for you. It's going to be very short, but... Quote, Huddersfield Town can confirm that it has terminated the contract of head coach Mark Fotheringham with immediate effect. His assistant, Kenny Miller, has also left the club. Uh, Narsic Pelac will take control of the, team's, of the team for Sky uh, championship game at Wigan Athletic as interim head coach. So, the Scotsman is gone after four months in charge. He becomes Town's second shortest serving manager, lasting just 133 days at the helm. Behind Danny Schofield, who lasted 69 days at the start of the season. Um, so, two of the shortest-reigning managers this season, which probably gives you an idea. forringham took just 21 points in 20 league matches. With the Terriers scoring 25 goals in that time and just the five wins under Big Fov. Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show up for a bit. I'm going to pass over to my colleagues. Uh, Matt, I'll come to you first. Um, he's got...
3: Can you hear me, Bate? I can. uh, Excellent. Yes, good evening. Ding dong, the bagpipe's gone. Uh, Called thus as he's full of hot air and makes everyone cringe when he makes a sound. So uh, Huddersfield Town this afternoon provided clarity on their manager situation and Land of My Fathers and Kenny Miller are out. Uh, Fathering of an unpopular manager, you could say, Brady. Never really gave Town fans much of a buzz. And it was an appointment that seemed doomed from the start. But on another day, it might have worked. Who knows? Uh, The board promised intensity in their search and a new man. And that soon. We should have the right man in the trainings. Um, Interesting day. Um, I think everybody felt incredibly low last night, didn't they? After the uh, Blackpool showdown, there's um, a lot of pushback on Matt Fotheringham last night. But for me, he got a lot of substitutions wrong last night and a lot of naive substitutions. And I think that didn't really help his cause really uh, and Blackpool unfortunately uh, clawed it back and it you know that and Wigan are really must win games coming up so with two wins in seven I think you look at that one of them was a bit fortunate against Preston and Rotherham were probably the worst side we've seen in the championship in the last couple of years bar ourselves um, so you could probably say things weren't particularly improving so for me it's the right move um, Who come in, who comes in now is in particular very important um, because this is really the last throw of the dice get this wrong and Huddersfield Town are in League One next season so it's, it's very very important what we'll do during this podcast is we'll throw things out to you guys to speak as well um, we've got Johnny from the pod Johnny uh, Gillespie um, Ian Kilroy Silk is milling around in the background and James uh, Whitaker as well from the pod and, and Josh Phillips as well all lining up so if you want to, if you want to speak, uh, let us know, and we will let you in at a certain uh, at a time when we uh, we're opening up to the floor. So, because uh, we obviously want to hear what uh, you've all got to say and who you fancy as well. So, I'll throw this back to you, Brady, and you can uh, crack on with the show.
0: Thanks very much, mate. Seamless, you'd, you'd hope anyway. Um, <laughs> so we'll see who's available to speak. Um, we'll open it to some of the, our lovely pod colleagues. Um, I'll come first to. James, James, I'm inviting you to speak. Uh, hopefully, you know how to accept. Um, but just while James sorts that out, we did a Twitter poll before we knew the news um, saying, do Huddersfield Town stay up if they replace Mark Fotheringham? And 48.1% said yes, definitely, um, which took some surprise. The other most popular opinion was other and depending on who we get in, uh, which I'm sure we'll come on to. So um yeah while well, we wait for that and uh i don't know if james has got access i can't see him this is going well
3: uh yeah just to throw this in, brady that if if you do want to speak it's best doing so on a phone i think if you're on your laptop and you request to speak the actual request doesn't come through to us due to a bit of a quirk with uh twitter spaces so if you want to uh join in on this you will actually need to um do it on your phone otherwise um it won't come through unfortunately so um, Johnny's with us. Johnny can, uh, I'm sure, can jump in, can't he? He's uh, registered as a speaker on here. Um, but yeah, l- like I say, if you want to speak, let us know, and we'll we'll let okay. you. know. So.
0: great stuff. So, Johnny, I'll come to you then. Um, so, yes, yeah, so 48.1% said yes, definitely. Town stay up if uh, they replace Fogringham. Um Do you share that sentiment, and and what are your thoughts on the decision?
5: Um, I think, I'm, I think I probably do. I think I voted yes, um, just because I think. So a couple of people texted me said, "Oh, who's going to come for the job? Who's going to want that job now?" It's like poison chalice. They're guaranteed to go down. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think we are. Um, I think we've said it all the way along that you know, the playing squad isn't isn't fantastic, but there's enough spirit, experience in that team. There's enough. There's enough quality um, to get where we need to be, which is just one place above where we are now. Um, and I think if you get the if you get the right appointment in, we can do it. So I, I don't think it's not it's the players clearly haven't given up, there's clearly fighting there. I think one thing we, we could see from from the, the Blackpool game was the fight from certain players when they, they clearly they've lost their heads as well and at the back but there was fight, there was drivers, key individuals, big mouths, big 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 personalities in that changing room that will will help drive it. In um, irrespective of who comes in, I think the person who comes in either needs to be aligned to that or or we or we stick with it with a cheek and we kinda of like galvanize together and, and, and it kind of go as a unit. I think either or is is personally in my opinion be- better than where we were. Do you know what I mean a few hours ago? So I th- football's weird. I said this to Matt earlier. I've almost from from absolute rage last night, pure anger. I know Matt didn't sleep till about three am. I wasn't far behind him. To weird not together. <laughs> yeah, just to just that, yeah, just to put that in. That's a good little point. But yeah, we're not together. But so we weirdly excited. I don't know. That's too strong a word right now. It's a strange thing, isn't it? Football, and what what it can do to you. But I, we were only going one way. I, I know we had a bit of discussions um, in the group today around. Yeah, how much blame can you put on Fod for that particular performance last night? Versus, is it the players' experience that we've got individuals who know better? I mean, with their careers to date, but. Um, I'm very much opinion that I think the uh, false changes hindered us on um, a, a variety of different ways. We won't go into too to deep, but I think I don't think he helped. I think it's a knock on effect of various performances um, over his tenure as well, where he's not made right decisions, there's not been enough impetus, he's kind of not been too attacking, then been too attacking at the wrong time, such as last night. So I think personally, removing him from that position um, only helps with this field. And again, it's got to be the right appointment. But I still think there's enough in that team um, that even as a unit together, I mean, keep, even if we keep Chico and we're running, running as a unit together and listen to the voices, experience in that team, that team has got enough. It's still fighting, and that's the main thing. We're not we're not dead like we were in the Premier League season. Um, so I do have hope. I do have hope. But yeah, absolutely the right decision, and breathes a little bit of excitement in. Whether that lasts past Saturday, who knows? But that's how I currently feel.
0: Great stuff, and, and Johnny. Just, do you think um, you know? Obviously, everyone's had their opinion on, on Fotheringham and let's be honest, he is one of those players you have uh, players managers you have an opinion on, um, regardless if you if you pro or for uh, against. D- do you think this is too late a decision, or is this perfect timing?
5: I I, I do feel it's too late. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that it's happened, feel because I think if the club were going to do it, they probably probably should look to do it earlier. Um, I, I think maybe after, after the pressing game would have been a good opportunity to get rid of him. Um, I think they were, they were the right was on the wall then. I don't know whether um, the whole that maybe bought him time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, personally, I, I feel that the situation when he was hired, it cried out for someone experienced. I understand the rationale behind the club making the decision what they've looked to do, the model they operate under and why why they wanted to pick him. I know Robbie said he wanted someone who who, who had um, worked with experienced coaches and the press release at the time, which I've reread today because someone put it on Twitter, was heavily worded towards that. It heavily more talked about who he'd worked with rather than his actual individual experience himself as the man. But yeah, I think it could have been a little bit too late. It's not too late as we've got opportunities still to, to, to change it around, but... Had we have done a bit, moved when maybe Blackpool moved um, and allowed some to get the feet on the table a little bit, um, post World Cup, when it was evident that he'd had the Marbella break and nothing had really changed, that was for me when I probably would have pulled the trigger. Um, but yeah, for me, probably a little bit too late. Um, but there's still opportunity to, to turn it around. We are, we are in a better position now than we were post-Christmas, we are in a better position now than we were before he we came in, so there is that to be said, we are only one point away, we have advanced last night, but we've got to recognise the teams we've still got to play, we've got some tough games, um, we play a lot of the top 10, which is a worry, so um, yeah, you couldn't have let it go another game, you really couldn't let it go another game, I, I, I feared for, for Saturday, I think he actually said in his press conference that Wigan will be fearing us after tonight's performance, paraphrasing ever it was it was quite quite close to a literal quote that we we're gonna be rubbing the hands after watching last night. It was absolutely shocking. So I, I I'm I'm glad the club have pulled the trigger. Um it's a shame that it's 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 cost it's, the game's cost us so much to get him out the door really. Um but yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Probably probably too late for me, i will say
0: oh well um you know let's let's hope there is a couple of us out there with positivity but you're right johnny like it's you know um where we are now it is bleak but maybe someone could could turn it around uh, ian i'll uh, i've seen you've been patiently waiting uh, so feel free to unmute and i'll ask you this um so there was a obviously we read out the statement it was just a very short statement 76 Words um announcing the news. Um do you think we should read anything into that? And what what's your thoughts on the on the news today? I think you can read more into it that it took so long
6: today to come through. I think most of us expected it either last night or really early doors this morning. And the longer the day went on it felt like it might never come. Um and that is a bit of a surprise considering most of us thought the, the position was untenable after yesterday. Um it's it's just awful. The entire thing here, uh Bread is really, really awful. It, I, I look at it a slightly different way to Johnny does, though. I, I don't think the squad itself is good enough. I think Fotheringham never really had a chance when he came in to get this sorted. I mean, he came in on his own. He didn't bring any of his own backroom staffing, didn't he? When he when he first came in, he had to piece things together like Kenny Miller later on. Not really much um, support came from him from from Germany when he came in. So I, I just don't think it would have mattered who came in. I think I think we'd have still found ourselves in, in this situation. But unfortunately for for he's he just didn't come across as likeable. So he's been given even less support from the fans, especially, considering the Cal State lot of stuff at the weekend, um, with the board issues there. He's, he's been given a, a, a position that was so impossible for anyone to succeed at, but he was definitely not the right man for it either. I think he had to go today, or um, well, last night, and especially considering the three games we've got coming up. Our season will be over in three games if we've not won any of them, or if, in my opinion, we don't take six points out of the next three. Because the fixture list between now and the end of the season is pretty horrific. We've had the easier games at home. We haven't managed to capitalise on them. That's more down to Schofield and, and in my opinion, the stuff that went on behind the scenes over the summer and the people um, we brought in. And and more importantly, people we haven't replaced. We never replaced the ACM in in Sanani. We never replaced Louis O'Brien. Our full-backs are that much worse than last season. Yet the strikers we have are also a year older, a year slower a year more injury-prone, and we haven't really brought in another option there. Fotheringham wasn't given the tools to do the job, but then he hasn't helped himself by coming across a very unlikable in so many press conferences. It's, it's just surprising, again, that it's taken all day. But I think the club was put in a position where they had no other option but to do it. The fans were so against him after last night's horrific, not necessarily performance, but a result in the end, that what more could they have done? I don't think it's something they wanted to do, considering that they've
0: given a two-and-a-half-year contract when he first joined. But, They had no other option today. He had to go. Bloody hell, lads. I thought this would cheer me up, but um, (laughs) it's it's very bleak. Um, Ollie, I'll I'll come to you because you've also been patiently waiting. Um, There has been a lot of criticism from the board for the decision to hire Fotheringham in the first place. Um,
7: Do you think there's just as much to blame uh, for this string of poor results? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the blame... Starts at the top, and and that's where most people's pitchforks should be aimed. To be honest, um, I totally agree with what Ian's just said there. Um, Fotheringham, he didn't help himself with a lot of the things that he said, and obviously the results um, were not great, and we we're on a trajectory to get relegated. However, he wasn't given the tools to do the job. Um, I think he came into a into a very difficult situation, but one that. He was never equipped to cope with from the start. You know, the, the gamble was, was made to go with another inexperienced coach to try and get us out of this mess. And ultimately, that's a that's a gamble that's going to fall on the shoulders of Lee Bromby and we'll see what comes with his future over the next uh, days and weeks. But um, it was a gamble that ultimately I don't think was ever going to succeed. Um, Fotheringham came in and he certainly taught the talk at first. I think he came across as quite abrasive from the start. A lot of fans were sort of wondering um, how he was so... Um so you know, outspoken about his, his his past experiences of relegation battles in the Bundesliga and stuff. Um and you know, I think it quite quickly became apparent that um some of the squad weren't really taking to it um and there wasn't that sharp upturn in results that you want from a new manager. Um and and things sort of continued to go sour from there. Um but the whole club and, and this is where I am. I'm um, um, not as overjoyed as I've seen a lot of people on Twitter about the news of his sacking. Um, first of all, because I said I, I think it's a bloke who, who came in, tried to do his best, wasn't ready for the job, or has ultimately failed and has lost his job. That's that's how things go. Um, but also because you know this is one of many things that need to change at this club for us to, to turn a corner and start going in the right direction. and And that does start at the top. It starts for me with the ownership situation, we as supporters are all you know, in some way stakeholders in the club and we have absolutely no idea what is going on at the top. There's been no clarity, there's been no communication um, for a while now about what the plans are moving forward, about the ownership situation, about the sales situation, um, a reflection on the January transfer window, anything that would make us as supporters feel more at ease, that has not been forthcoming. Um, and that is why, for me, the most important thing that needs to happen is is for the change of ownership to be done as soon as possible, because there is, there is objectively no point running a football club or attempting to run a football club if you don't have any idea what you want to do, if you don't have any direction. We know how good things were. Um, under David Wagner and I, I don't want to, to dwell too much on, on looking back to that particular era but what the successful thing was was we didn't have a lot of money to spend but we had everybody pulling in the same direction you know, we, we had one of the lower wage bills in the Championship but ultimately the players knew that they were fighting for a cause and they knew that there were competent people in charge above them now what we've got and certainly what we had even even now Fatheringham has left is a lot of people in positions of power at the club that are, are nowhere near you know good enough for the positions that they're in, unfortunately, um, who's running what? who's doing what? you hear all kinds of rumors that that do the rounds on social media. but I just feel that as fans we continue to be let down um, by the lack of communication from from the club itself. and I hope that that changes in due course and I hope that this is just the first move in in some in some sort of reshuffling that sees us heading in the right direction. And to that point, I think that the replacement that we get for Fotheringham will speak volumes about our ambition or lack thereof. You know, we, we do need to go out and get an experienced manager, someone who knows the level, someone who's a bit of a stabiliser, what we should have done um hundred and odd days ago when when Foz was appointed. Um but also I, I, I think it's um it's it's equally important that with the new managerial appointment that you assume will be the first major thing to happen in, you know, before a sale and stuff. That that some clarity comes with that, and we know what to expect with this changing head coach, um, and and we know what the future is um, at levels above that. Because until then, um, Foz is just the fall guy. Ultimately, um, I do think that this squad is probably roughly where it should be. To be honest, I, I I see a lot of people saying that this is a team that should comfortably stay up. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think um, I look through the, the squads of the teams around us. Earlier, and I, I think the two sides below us are, you know, fair enough. Um, and and then you can throw in some arguments about Cardiff, but and and Stoke maybe. But it, this isn't a brilliant squad. Um, it, at best, it it should be uh, achieving a finish somewhere in the few places above the drop zone. Um, so ultimately, that means that Fotheringham and Schofield before him were not able to perform miracles as the previous head coach was. Obviously, there was some player turnover in the summer. Um, but the next manager, whoever that may be, the the mission is survival, and then we build from there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm. It's something that needed to happen, but I'm not absolutely jumping for joy like everybody else. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: Um, you talked a lot about clarity there, Holly. Uh, and someone who I know talks with a lot of clarity is uh, Mr. Matt Shaw. Uh, he wanted to chat, and then Phil, someone who is a credit to his family, I'll come to you after. But Matt, you uh, you had something you wanted to say, didn't you?
3: Clarity and intensity, really. That's what we speak with. Um, yeah, I think uh, just going, drawing back to a couple of things which um, uh, Killer mentioned, Ian Kilroy, for anyone that doesn't know him as Killer. Um, I think what's a really good point and one I wanted to make in a little while was that when Matt Fotheringham came over, he was pretty much given um, everything in terms of um, Fothers comes in, this is your staff, these are your players, and he wasn't really allowed. Much in the way of bringing his own men in, so I think the issue is when you come in as an outsider, then you're always going to be a bit of an outsider. Um, he's not been able, not been able to bring a coach in was quite strange. Um, I understand that Huddersfield will want to keep um, Naseer Palak and uh, and Clem for sure because they you know they get the fabric of the club and they've been here for quite a while and they provide a lot of continuity in the background and they're both very popular with uh, everybody at Huddersfield. Um, but not allowing him to actually bring anyone in. And when you're coming in and you've got to uh, recreate a philosophy or you've got to get your point across, you need men in your corner and you need people to be able to back you up when um, things get tough. And Mark Fotherham never had that. And I don't think, I agree with Killer in that he, not so much set up to fail, but it was, it was made very difficult for him that he had to come in and pretty much get everybody on side. And he is, a bit of an abrasive character. Uh, you can see, by the way, he completely ruins Louis. Poor Louis from Radio Leeds in his pre-match press conferences. But, you know, the, the club have really made two managerial appointments and this season. And you look at the Danny Schofield one and it was almost like an apology in the footnote of Carlos Corbran going. So that set a certain tone and then bringing Mark Fotheringham him in, but not actually allowing him to come in with anybody to, to get his point across really makes you question how serious the club perhaps were with him because he's not really given the complete tools to succeed. Um, I think the squad's a little bit better in certain areas than, than maybe uh, what Ollie said. I think lower mid-table is probably fair, but there's there's a really good point there in that we've had a lot of bad luck this season. And I think over the summer, not many people would have, would have thought, you know, Danny Ward's going to go, uh, Jordan Rhodes is going to go. In terms of, um, you know, being a bit older and looking like the, Um, not quite as sharp, shall we say, as as last season, trying to be, not to be too cruel there, but a lot of things have gone against Fotherham as well. Bad luck. Uh, A lot of things have gone against the club. You you look back to the last Blackpool game where they didn't even switch the uh, Hawkeye on and and things like that. And it's, it's a series of bad lucks. But I think the main thing from the Fotherham appointment is that I, I, I think that the club failed to see at that time that we were in trouble and going with another unproven punt in Mark Fotherham. I know he's the biggest thing in Germany, et cetera, et cetera, and everybody talks about him. But it was such a risk and a punt and a roll of the dice. And I, I believe that the board have really sort of failed to see the trouble that Huddersfield were in at that time. Uh, and Mark Fotheringham should really have never been a man for that moment. And it should have been a far more experienced manager uh, than him. Um, so... I will stop talking now and turn that back over, Brady, and I believe we're going to bring in a man who actually knows something about football, aren't we? And something about eating.
0: Yep, that's me. Uh, and then we'll chat to Phil after that. Uh, um, <laughs> Phil, are you having
3: anything good, very for tea?
0: Good. What are you having? And then what uh, do you think of the news?
8: Oh,
9: man, I had it ages ago. I had my own tea, and then I finished off with a lot of super noodles as well. Oh, I love that.
3: You're like a hobby, Phil. You have, like, lunch, you have meals every two Listen,
9: hours. I'm, I'm, I'm a growing lad, you know what I mean? So it's got to go down.
3: Never growing. We saw you in goal. Come on.
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not yeah. growing that way.
0: <laughs> anyway, Phil, what are you thinking about the news? Then
9: it's just a, it's just strange. It's just a strange situation. I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people there. They're talking a hell of a lot of sense, and but there's so many different ways you can look at this situation. and... You know, we've all got um, groups that we chat on, have not we? In WhatsApp groups, etc. And people have their own opinions. Uh, I've mentioned before, social media is a, a devilish place. Um, sometimes it's it, it makes sense. Sometimes it don't. And there's been so much negativity. When you're in a relegation battle, and like I say, the, the players are feeling it 100%. So there's no getting away from that. Um, Saturday, when when things weren't going right, and the fans, you know, if there's a misplaced pass. We're getting on top of them you can you can just feel that kind of anger and frustration around the ground and you could sense something was was on its way um yesterday's game i sat at home and watched it and and i was quite happy with with how it was going i know it wasn't perfect um, but we showed a lot of fight uh, a lot of resilience and when you break it down there were there were two two simple errors from from players who shouldn't be making those errors uh, and, and we don't need to highlight who they are. The, the, you know, they'll, they'll look back at the game and they'll hold their hands up. But initially, it's it's down to the manager, isn't it? Um, you know, the, the players are responsible on the field, and we, and we forget to, to look at that sometimes on occasions. But he, he's he's fallen to the sword, and, and and I do feel sorry for him, to be honest. You know, it's it, it was the wrong appointment. We all know that it should have been somebody uh, with experience uh, for a club like us. Um, that appointment was wrong, in my opinion, uh, and, and we've suffered ever since. And, and 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 the poor fella, you know, he's obviously he's new to, to coaching, to, to managing, etc. He's trying to he's trying to find his own way through through interviews, especially some of the interviews, and you know, it, it, it's comedic at times. But he's trying to he's trying to find his own way too. We're making uh, judgments and assessments on a person that we don't know just because of these interviews. Then also because of his style of play, because he's trying to get through to a new group of players what he wants. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes in terms of what, they, um, or what their relationship's like with this man. Um, so we've got all these things in our heads, but my biggest thing is this. We, we now need a new manager. So we're at a point in a season where it's, we, we, we're, we're massively in the mix you know, there's so many teams in and around us and when we, we have this negativity, oh, we lose a couple of games, that's it, game over. We're not. We're still in the mix because the teams around us are shocking as well. It's a it's a, it's a really poor league at that bottom half. So we're still in the mix and, and if we'd have kept him, maybe, you know, was he just turning a corner maybe a little bit? I, I don't know. I have no idea and I'm no expert in terms of hiring and sacking managers, Um but whatever they do next, it's got to be the right thing, because there's only one way we're going if, if we don't, and that's down. Um, and, you know, whether that's a good thing for us or not, I don't know. But like I say, there's a lot of anger around the ground at the moment. You can you can feel it. You can feel it in the stands, etc. cetera. Um,
0: and, and it needs resolving, doesn't it? It really does. Um That's a good point. I mean, you're spot on there, Phil. I mean, I've not really talked about my opinion, but uh, surprise, I think it was time to go. Um, You you make a really good point um, about the the person. You know, and I think, you know, we saw it a couple of weeks ago when Mark Hudson got sacked from Cardiff and he posted the video, you know, there is a person behind it. And I think it's just, we do have to remember that. And to be honest, I'm, I'm with some of the other people who've spoken today, you know, for me, this is this is more kind of on the board, you know. Danny Schofield, yeah. Carlos left us left it, us in there.
9: You're, you're talking about the, the person, but you know, it, it's a cutthroat game. It and is one of the reasons why I didn't want to stay in football because it's it, you know it's um, sometimes it's not what you know it's who you know. Um, it, you know, if things don't quite go right, you could be off and, and you don't know where you are from one minute to the next. Um, so it's a cutthroat game, and and, and unfortunately, like you say, it's. Um, yeah, we, we we can feel for for the person, but end of the day, it's it's a club, it's our club, uh, and we want the right person there. We want the right things to happen. But um, like you say, it's um, what I was trying to say in terms of him was the fact that he's new to the game. He's trying. I'm sure he's trying to do his best. Whatever, whatever he did, whatever he said, whatever he tried to do on the field, he's not literally rocking up thinking that's not the right thing to do. He he's invested in that 100, percent and either the players get invested in it. Or they don't, and obviously, you know, results have happened. Now they have, and and and, and it is what it is now. But it's uh,
0: yeah, it's a bit bit worrying, isn't it? It is. I thought you were going to launch into take that, then, when you said uh, whatever he said, whatever he did, he, he didn't. Oh, mean it. Did. Um, <laughs> uh, do we want him back for good? I think, judging on our Twitter polls, the answer is no. Um, but you're right, Phil. You talked about our club. Um, and I think everyone's been patiently waiting, um, but we do really want to hear from you guys, um, so Matt, I'll, I'll let you take care of this, you can sort out who wants to speak, we've had a couple of requests, thanks to everyone Get Sandra, get Sandra on!
1: <laughs>
3: reveal yourself!
5: Yeah, exactly that was, in, in my opinion, that's the only negative thing, because I'm, I'm sure Sandra said that, if he stayed into the Wigan game, that he'd reveal themselves so that's the that's only really negative, but anyway, we move on
3: yeah. So if you do want to speak, just let us know and I'll uh, I'll jump in and I'll add you to uh, the list of speakers. It would be really nice to hear from uh, from other people than our boring selves, as usual. I can see Chris Green milling around there. Chris Green's always got something something decent to say. So uh, let me know if you want to speak and I will add you in. I'm using um, s- some software called BlueStacks and it's always a little bit ropey when, um, when people request. So bear with it and it should hopefully come through and then uh, we'll get you on and listen to what you have to say. But um, Brady, I guess uh, next on your agenda for people is uh, we've talked about Mark Fotherham, haven't we? Um, it's uh, about what's going to be next, I guess. And obviously, like I kept saying to Cozzy at the week, uh, you know, the other night at the weekend, it's Chicho, not Chico, Chicho.
0: It's Chicho, and he's going to take charge of the 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 Wigan game. Um, that's been confirmed. But the next permanent manager. Um, just having a quick look at the the betting odds. This is at time of recording. So if uh, we will be posting this out. As a pod in your pod feeds, um, so um, if you're hearing this now, woo-hoo. Uh, so okay, at the checking on one of the betting uh, betting websites, the I'm going to read out the favourites in order. So Chris Wilder is favourite at two to one. What an appointment that would be! Um, the second choice, also at two to one, is Neil Warnock. Um, if we can get him stop doing his tours, I mean, he is he is the relegation specialist. He, he comes in and does his job. Uh, Chicho is third favourite at four to one. Then you've got the Wigan manager Liam, well, ex-Wigan manager Liam Richardson at ten to one. Anthony Bayer, lives locally. Lives locally. I'm He's, locally. I'm going to He's available. Yeah, He's I'm going to Does that what's, sound like town? What's, what's Cho's odds? Four
9: to one.
3: It's <laughs> False now. I hope it's six. <laughs> so, now. six?
9: so. we're all crying out for an experienced manager, someone who's going to come in and, and turn the turn it around, someone who knows it, et cetera.
0: And they were four to one. The thing is, we would—I would, would say—with betting odds. um Sorry to take the fun away from everyone, but if I go and lump a tenor on um Jonathan Woodgate, who's sixteen to one, that'll probably shorten. That's just kind of how it works because they're just—you'd
3: lose a tenor as well, Brady.
0: I would, yeah. I mean, it'd be the best tenor I'd ever lose. I don't want Jonathan <laughs> <It's> Woodgate. <great. laughs> um, do you know an interesting name in here, Tony Puelis? Again, this this just shows it—he's retired. <laughs> so. um uh, it kind of gives you an idea with the betting odds. But the name that's um, interested me was Danny Cowley, 16-1. to 1. Um, You know, I, to play devil's advocate, he's done a job, he's rescued town from uh, relegation before. Is it a temporary deal? Could it work? Um, I don't know. Maybe that's for everyone to, to work some out. Some
3: bridges burnt, I think, unfortunately. But he, he, knows, he knows the place, he knows the, some of the players, he knows the fans, Brady, he knows uh, what it takes to get field out. He won't have... Jonas Lossell and Emil Smith rowe this time round though. So that's um oh, Trev an interesting one. Oh, oh big Trev, how good was he at right back at the end of that season? Yeah. But you know, there's a there's there's maybe some sense in terms of Danny Cowley, but maybe there's uh, also some bridges maybe that have been burnt because I don't think it was the most amicable of departures, was it?
0: It was not. Um but Matt, I'll shut up. Do you want to open it up to the floor? And then when we've heard it from a couple of fans, we'll we'll hear from Josh and James.
3: The legend that is Chris Green has requested to speak. And Chris uh, is a massively dedicated Huddersfield town fan who travels the length and breadth of the country um, watching Huddersfield Town. So I'm just going to try and accept this request. Um, There you go, Chris. You've been... Invited in, so when that finally manages to sort itself out, we can get Chris in for a, a good chat. Hang on a second. Another
9: good one would be um, Darren Wooler. He's a he's a massive Town fan. I'm just seeing his name. Are
3: you sh- are you shithousing some of your mates? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, Phil? yeah, yeah.
10: Darren He likes <laughs> he's got his Chris, common sense.
3: Chris is with us. Chris, get fired in, mate.
10: uh I, I'm very happy that he's gone, you know, because I just don't think we could have stuck with him any longer, you know. I, I think he could, he should have gone really sooner, but obviously we stuck with him for longer, and uh, glad he's gone, good riddance. And now it's all about who we are getting next. We've got to make another, we've got to make a good choice now. We can't be messing around getting another like Schofield or a like Fotheringham choice. We need to get experience. We're crying out for experience now. We can still stay up, but we've got to make the right choice here. It's very important.
3: Who would you pick, Chris?
10: I like, I like the odds. You know, you know, you know the odds. You know you, ooh, the betting. I like Wilder so far. You know the early favorite. I would have him for sure because of what he did at Sheffield United. You know, Wilder would be brilliant. Yeah. But what if? What if
9: we can't get Wilder? Who's next?
10: Yeah, that's the problem. You know, Jack. Well, uh, and Peter Jackson won't be a choice because, because he, I remember <laughs> no, I was very young back in the days when he did that great escape season, you know, but uh, he's not a choice, <laughs> you know.
3: No, he's not. I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. Cheers for that, Chris. Um, next, you have to Wigan on Saturday as well?
10: Uh, y- yes, I go to all the away games with Go Every single game, I, can't, I don't like to miss a game. I feel like it's against the law to miss it, <laughs> to miss one.
3: Top, top man, mate. Your support, I'm sure your support of uh, Uddersfield Town's much appreciated by those. Uh, keep going, buddy, and we love to see those pictures that you yes. keep posting. Cheers okay. for that. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just
11: old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app.
3: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly if you're going through a difficult time let them know opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference after all they are your mates for a reason let's all take a moment to talk more than football
3: good man uh right brady we can throw this back now can't we so we've got um we've got a couple of others with us haven't we who have not sp- spoken yet we've got uh a darts specialist, haven't we, in Mr. Phillips? We I think have. could be could be next.
0: Year. Yeah, Josh. Um, my... let's see if Josh hits the bullseye. I've got to hey, stop. Lovely, stop. I? Um, <laughs> go on then, Josh. The floor is yours. All right, let's. Well, you know my
12: thoughts. I've I've never been a fan of of the guy. Um, what? Have you not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just never talked to him. You know what I mean? Just yeah. I think it's the right decision. We're only going to go down under him. And I know people say he had difficult circumstances, et cetera, but in what other way would he have got a championship job without it being in difficult circumstances? You know, no other club would have touched him. So I think he was lucky to get the opportunity. It didn't work out. He took it on fair play. It didn't work out. Yeah. See you later. But moving on from him, um, as, as people have said, it's got to be with someone uh, with a bit of experience. Well, quite a lot of experience actually, because we've hired two managers this season, both of whom it was a first job. So, Obviously we can't we can't go off the hat trick, surely. Um, oh, I don't know about that. But interesting thing for me is that, that statement today was very short. Um, there was no comments from anyone. Um so I wonder is Bromby gonna follow him out the door? Um it was well documented, he said that that appointment had to be right. Obviously it wasn't right. Um so does the, the blame lay at his door? That'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, will it be Dave Baldwin who makes the next appointment? Um, I think the next couple of days will reveal that. Um, another thing is, whoever we do get next, I think I'll be interested to see the length of contract um, with the <laughs> impending takeover. Um, it's likely, you would think, to be just a short-term deal to the end of the season, just a firefighting job. Or perhaps if, if it's not, um. Then maybe that implies that, you know, I don't know how. How could they give him a long term deal? And we don't know. We don't know going to be in charge. Trying
3: to say yeah. are you trying to say maybe there's some?
12: Well, not not input. But I don't know. If say say it's Wilder, would he really take a short term three month deal? What I don't know. Would, what would have been it for him? Say he took it on for three months, we went down. Then that his stocks fallen. I don't see why he would do that. So if it's wilder I'd be very surprised if it's a short-term deal um so I think I'm
3: gonna say if it's wilder as well yeah. he he demands complete autonomy over the football club as well so that would make that yeah. would be back to a Danny Cowley sort of territory whereby um Lee Bromby and, and uh, David Webb wasn't it at the time had to take a big step back to allow Danny Cowley to come in and, and take his autonomy over the football club and then in the end that fell through, didn't he? So you would be going back to a similar situation to 2019 again, wouldn't you, with Danny Carla with Chris Wilder. And it's about whether the club want to do that as well, isn't it, Josh?
12: Yeah. Wilder would be someone for me that's more of a long-term appointment. Like you say, he wants full control over everything. I just just can't see him taking a short-term deal unless there's something in the background that sweetens the deal for him that we don't know about. So I think we do need to look at alternatives um, it's gotta be someone who uh it's gotta be someone who wants the job, obviously. It's got there's got to be something in it for them to keep us up and, you know, boost their reputation. Uh it's gonna throw a bomb out there. Uh Joey Barton. Joey he's Barton.
3: Good. Oh, we've talked about Joey Barton before, haven't we, Josh? And he's someone I think's come up on the rails as a as a manager lately. And I don't think he comes into this situation, to be honest with you, but I think if you if you're looking at a summer appointment then He's an interesting name to have a think about, but I can I know that a lot of Huddersfield fans will, you know, curl their toes at the very mention of his name, won't they? So,
12: yeah, and to be fair, that goes against the experience thing. So
3: yeah, so I'd, probably more not. summer than now, I would imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Josh, you've just been told mm-hmm. by robot voice, Matt. There, um, who would you want then, Josh? Yeah, I thought that Davros. Well, Wilder would
12: be good. Wilder be good, but I I just can't. I just, something doesn't. Something tells me that's not going to happen. So, just looking down the list, Warnock obviously it's been a long time out of the game now. Um, could he do it again? I'll be honest, I'm I'm struggling looking at this list.
0: Okay, yeah, sorry, no, I can't no, off
12: anything. no, No
0: one stands out. No, I mean, let's be honest. If you were you're appointing your third manager into a season in February, it's not it's not a good sign. Um, James, I'll come to you because mm. you've been patiently waiting, and then we'll. Um, thanks to everyone who's been patiently. Um, patiently waiting to request a sweet we'll rule, also come to you. James, come on then. Me and you, James, we we're meant to be doing the Wigan preview. Well, that's gone out the window. Um,
13: <laughs> who do you want in? alright, lads? Can you yeah. hear me? I've had some issues with Twitter spaces. Um, yeah, Mark fotheringham not the only man to be uh, sacked today. No, I'm only having a laugh. Um, <laughs> David Webb, mate. Yeah, yeah he's been sacked, uh,
0: former former
13: director. <laughs> well, I meant me as well, but no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, so, no, I think... Um, I think it's the scant options at this point, isn't there? I think that I agree with what a lot of what's been said around, um, you know, Chicho, you know, just to get his pronunciation right. I think,
3: well done, James. Well done, both. <laughs> point.
13: <laughs> I think that, it, yeah, it goes back to the same thing. He's he's an inexperienced manager. I know a lot of people really wanted to want him to have it till the end of the season, but we've only seen him manage one game, really, um, or maybe maybe one or one or two. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. So I think um, again. Wilder, you know, Mark F- Ruffova, he rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. We, He divided a lot of the fan base, which was the last thing we needed, really. And I think Wilder's a lot like that. You know, he's a good manager, but a lot of what he said rubs people up the wrong way. And I'll, me, personally, I've listened to some of his interviews and thought, what's this going about? So, you know, I think... I think it's a really tricky one in terms of in terms of that. That's that's why I was I was never a huge you know I was I was never a huge fan, but I always thought oh, I was always just wary about what else we're going to get. Um, so yeah, it's a really tricky one. I think that. I think that it's just desperate how we've ended up in this situation. Like we've you know, we've we've done it to death a bit now, but the appointment now just looks so poor in retrospect. I think they've got to go with experience. Um apparently Wilder's in talks according to Alan Nixon, but he said that we we're gonna sign David Nugent, so I don't know. <laughs> um that could still know, happen, so right? who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, again, like the rest of the list, staff and retired. <sighs> It's not it's not looking good is it I think uh, they, they've, they've got to change something they can't keep going with this this inexperienced managers model because I think this is what's causing this boom and sort of boom and bust cycle where one year we're, 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 we're third pushing pushing second and uh, you know then the following season we're, we're down here so yeah it's just it's been it's been really poor I think that I think that yeah whoever comes in they've got a massive job. Who have I think, but I think I think it was the right decision to get rid, but it's really difficult to see what the next appointment's going to be because there's just there's just no obvious choices they're looking at them names. No. so George,
0: um you've also been patient. Cheers James for that, George, you've been waiting to speak. um any thoughts on who you'd want in um because we're opening out the floor here. as you as your new town boss?
1: Um, to be honest, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sticky one because with the position we're in, it'd probably be ideal for someone who knows the players because for someone to come in, yeah, they may have you know, managerial quality, which is something that we've lacked over the last few appointments. Um, I think you your best bet with the position we're in with money and stuff would probably just be leaving it for Chicho for the rest of the season and waiting for the summer to... Get a new proper manager. In.
0: Do you think that's um? Because I've seen a few people mentioning that, but obviously he's he's someone who's not managed before. Um, do you think that's a, a bit of a
1: risk given given the situation we're in? I'll be honest. There's not there's not a lot more, much more that could go wrong this season. <laughs> and definitely, <think>, that's fair. <laughs> Um, it's just it, it's more about you know he he's familiar with the players. What's he been with? Has he been here four years? Three years? Yeah, three years. Something three, like yeah. That. yeah, it's just... Uh, with, the, with the last appointment, obviously it didn't work. Uh, Someone who's come in externally and has <laughs> ripped the group apart, clearly, with the departures and stuff. I think it's just... What we need now is just a sound head who knows the players and can... As we can see, obviously it's just one game, but... He's Got a tune out of them before for Cardiff, so hopefully, he can get a few more results. Yeah, fair enough, fair
0: enough, George. No, thanks for that. Um, so we're just gonna,
3: I think there's a good point there, Brady. You know, I think in terms of knowing the players, because one comment I mentioned earlier was I, I felt Mark Fotheringham subs were a bit mad, at, you know, against at the Blackpool game. And the reason why I felt they were a bit, a bit wrong is that he made five substitutions when you're looking to really see out a game, aren't you? You know, you're one nil against 10 men, and the last thing you really want to do is is to sort of go Harry Carey and and you know Matt Fotherham has tried to finish the game off with you know with bringing knockout on which was fine with Karoma, Jaheem Headley and you know there's a lot of subs there and a lot of um, not damage but a lot of change to the structure and fabric of the team. And one thing I thought a manager who knew his players more would understand is that Josh Karoma is not the best at tracking back. And you've got a young left back in Jaheem Headley there who's gonna need some help Uh, And you look at the first goal and Josh Caroma scores a wonderful goal. The conch comes out. Everybody's happy at that moment. But, you know, he fails to track Lions, the right back. And it's, you know, he gets caught ball watching. Whereas maybe someone who knows the players kind of thinks, do you know what? Actually, we need to keep someone like Jack Redoni, who's running the line, you know, to give a little bit of help to Jaheim Headley because I know how Jaheim Headley works. So I think there's there's a really good point there by George in that. But I think the only sort of, not to piss on his chips, but I think last time Chicho had the... You know, at the um, gig against Cardiff, he said, didn't he, afterwards that he doesn't want this full-time and he sees himself as an assistant manager. But, you know, maybe he'll do it to the end of the season if we ask him now.
0: Give it Chicho to the end of the season, uh, to call the the Andy Tate. Um, so uh, we'll just let a few more people in. Tom, I see you've been patiently waiting to request. I'm going to add you as a speaker. Uh, so while Tom joins that. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to make the next betting no, odds a bit more exciting, go lump for tenor on Liam Rossini, because <laughs> he's shot up the rankings. Um, to...
3: uh, do you know what? I think Ant from the Hull and Back podcast is listening to this. He's probably listening to see if we're going to suggest we're Nicky's man, you know, Liam Rossini at 14-1. to 1. Liam Rossini is doing a great job at Hull and Hull of flying up the league at the minute. So 14-1, to 1, you might as well call that 14.
0: The one that's never exactly happen. um also in the list an interesting one actually matt um i'll come to tom very shortly but liam manning obviously he was kind of rumored with the job um don't know how true those rumors were but when carlos left obviously he's out of work since getting sacked by mk dons um what would you think of that because i've got to be honest that looks like a bit more of a realistic one for me one because Somewhere he's out of, a- out of the job <laughs> and he's be free
3: summer appointment for me is that you can't throw um, an inexperienced man. I know he's had 18 months at MK and West Ham under 21s, but that's not a job for someone like Manning. It? Plus everyone with the surname of Manning's a bit ropey if you ask me.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, thanks for shooting me down there, mate. Uh, Tom, we'll come to, we'll, Tom, we'll come to you. Um, you've got the floor. Who would you want in as the next town boss? Chris Wilder for me is, is experienced and He's a coach that I actually rate
12: highly as well. Um, look what he did with Sheffield United in Premier League. Um, but it didn't go so well in the second season. He didn't do that good at Middlesbrough, but
0: Chris Wilder for me. Chris Wilder, fair enough. Um do you can you see that happening though? I know he's the favourite, um, but you know, in your hearts do you think that's gonna realistically happen? Probably not. Knowing Brom bit it'd be another cheap option. That's why I think Bromley needs to go now as well. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, thanks, Tom. Uh, so we'll see who else is free. Um, Matt, is there anyone who's, who's requesting to to join, or shall I just keep on rambling
10: to say who I am? Uh, uh,
3: not that I can see at the minute, but we're obviously taking, we're getting to that stage where we'll take anybody at the minute because we're desperate for <laughs> people to speak, but um, that's not to downplay anybody but yeah i'd love to hear from from anyone really interesting characters i always love listening to uh, to jerry so i'd love to hear what he had to say josh quirk in the shadows come on get in there
0: oh i can oh. actually see someone i can see oh i can see paul uh so paul i'm gonna add you as a speaker um so paul while well, that connects um but the floor is yours you can talk about who you want as the next town manager uh so paul should be all connected um feel free to speak it's muted. Okay. While, while he's doing that, we'll look at some of the ah, other I'm names. Of, Sorry. Oh, I have Paul. So, yeah, uh, Paul, who would, you, who would you want as the next town manager?
11: I, th- I think, you know, it's been an interesting discussion tonight. I don't think we're in the luxury of a short-term, long-term position because just looking at the market at the moment, I don't think there's anything out there that can take us short-term. I know that people talked about Warnock. He's retired. He's not coming back. We just need to get over it. So, you know, we have to go here and now for somebody who's going to be longer than this season. Wilder is one that's talked about. I was on Radio Leeds last night and I was asked the same question and I said there's no obvious um, candidate. I did read today that uh, Wilder was in talks with uh, Aberdeen and that's broken down. Um, and again, if you listen to the, the, some of the stuff from Radio Leeds tonight, they're suggesting that this decision was made by Baldwin and not by uh, Bromby. And, and given his history, maybe he might have a line into that, and that might be one of the reasons that the Aberdeen is broken down. Um, you, you're looking at looking at the the list and. There is nothing that jumps out. I think we've made the move to lay. You know, one of the play, uh, one of the, the guys that I would have liked would have been Neil Critchley, who's now at QPR after Beal left. I think he did a fantastic job at Blackpool. Stupid mistake to go to Villa with 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 uh, Gerard, and he would have been ideal. I think even good old Yorkshire Mick would have uh, done something for us. You look at how Blackpool fought last night with down to ten men. I just think we've probably held off too long to, to be picky for that uh, for what our next one is. So ultimately, it's um, been mentioned as well. Danny Cowley potentially coming back from what he did before. I get the the bridge has been burned thing, um, but you know. I felt he was harshly it was harsh. Makes sense, treated. though, doesn't it? Yeah, I felt it was harshly treated by Hodgkinson and Bromby at the time. I think uh, you know, there's there's a chance there. The one thing that I would say is, you know, we talked about familiarity with the players. Danny Schofield had familiarity with the players that didn't work. Mm. So, you know, Nashius, you know, <laughs> comes across as a great guy, but we've made that mistake once. Let's not make it a twice. A twice, and let's not get romantic because he won one game against Cardiff. I think, you know, let's get realistic, let's get the hard head on and let's like, uh, right, who is actually going to drive this forward? I think as well, just just on the Fotheringham thing, I take no pleasure in this at all, that Mark and and Kenny have lost their their roles. You know, I absolutely, like any town fan, I'm sure we're all the same, despite that, wanted them to succeed. But I think it became increasingly clear and and, and to me it became crystal clear around the time that Sauber went off to Blackburn Mm -hmm. when he put something along the lines of, we've got wingers who are in form. What wingers were them? Because none of them were in form at that point. And that just, you know, the constant BS. I think there's only so much you can take. So, you know, Wilder is the ideal one. Danny Cowley is probably, you know, the second one for me. Anything else? We're just rolling the dice again and hoping we get lucky. We've done it with Wagner, got lucky. We we eventually got it right with Corbran. Let's not forget his first season, the second half of that season was absolutely abysmal and got spanked at Norwich, absolutely humiliated. Um, it, it's difficult. There, there's, there's nobody out there. I think I suggested on Twitter as a tongue-in-cheek, you know, Stevie G. You know, he's, you know, which is way, and I know it's it's outrageous, but, you know, you think about it, you know, he's going to need to build his reputation after Villa. You know, he ain't going to get another Premier League job anytime soon. And you look at his points per game, he's quite high. Mm. Unrealistic, but potentially that'd be quite a galvanising appointment, but I don't think we're brave enough to push the boat out for something like that. So, Yeah. No, yeah. well,
0: well, well said, Paul, well said, Paul. And, uh, you know, obviously not the same, but we've seen at Borough how Michael Carrick's come in. And, you know, I know he was an, an experienced manager, but, you know, the respect he's probably got among the game. And, you know, I would also say he's got some good assistants in uh, Mike Phelan and, and Mullenstein. Um, it's probably why he's doing well. But I've just seen, um, we've got someone who's requested for a speak speak for a while, and they've been very patient. I don't actually know the name. But <laughs> they've got a fish emoji. So let's see how this goes. Um they're just connecting and then we'll come back to come back to Phil. Um the only thing I would say, just with Wilder, um, I know Johnny from the Borough Breakdown podcast, and they're really, you know, it didn't work out at Borough and he was angling for a prem job. Um, so again, you know, does that put you off? Um anyway, we've got the speaker here. So Angling hello. Angling with a fish as well. Brilliant. I like that, really. There you go. Yeah, so um What's your name, mate? I'm assuming it's not the fish emoji.
14: Uh, yeah, it's Mike.
0: Hi, Mike. Um, so, yeah, who do you want in as the next town, boss?
14: Well, just echoing everyone's thoughts, really. That Wild is the name that sticks out. Really? Um My only sort of point around that is that you know the way he sets his team up, uh, you've got both centre backs like overlapping on the on the wings, and when I look at our centre backs, I don't see any of those sort of playing that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure we've got the right. Players really for for him to have the instant uh, success that we need. I, I read an article today where um, some town fan had sort of put up some names, and there were um, Ishmael, who, who was you know did wonders at Barnsley as a potential option. Yeah, uh, out of work after not doing well at West Brom, uh, and also Dean Smith was quoted as a as a possibility as well. Um,
3: Bloody hell, Mike! Because I, so- I meant Ishmael Miller at first, then you've <laughs> sent panic strikes through me.
14: Yeah, that's uh, January transfer window from uh, a, a bygone era. Um, yeah, I mean one thing that I did come away yesterday from the game thinking is that you can't question, um, you know, the new lads' passion. And you know, Knockout gets himself booked by jumping in town fans and kicking advertising audience when we'd scored and looked like we were going to come back with three crucial points. I think Wagons' work rate is a is an upgrade on Ward and Roads that we had previous. Uh, and and Hungbo's family were in the row behind me, um, all rooting for him to do well as well. So, you know, I, I don't think it's it's quite as, as doom and gloom, just we need to start winning games. Um, yeah, Fotheringham's subs were, as you've already touched upon, just ludicrous. I mean, he brought on Headley yesterday for his for his debut, obviously done well on loan at Harrogate. I mean, was he aware that they had Josh Bowler on, on the bench, ready to come on? You know, one of the best wingers in the championship last year were four million. So that's not—it's a bit of a baptism of fire. And and like was said, you know, you're playing a. Mc-
3: he did well, to be fair, didn't he? He did, he did pretty well. But def- defensively, um, Bowler he,
14: he,
3: got into a groove, didn't he? And had him a couple of times. And
14: yeah, he had his off, but, he had his off edge of his seat, didn't he? I thought it was going to be a, a, mm. a debut first touch goal, where he went forward and and let off that shot that got tipped over, but. Then Bowler beats him, to Ball for second, and I know you mentioned I'm not tracking back, but it's a give and go um, from Bowler that gets the the crossing that Pearson knocks off. Um, I just thought we were naive with the subs. Like you're bringing kids on when it's a, a Mick McCarthy team away from home. Um, yeah, I, you could see what we're coming today. Yeah, I agree with, with, with the way. I agree. It was a bit like Jesse Marsh clapping the Leeds fans on Sunday and getting dogs abuse. You know, all the players were clapped back by the town fans last night. But when he came over, he, he was told in no, those uncertain turns to get on his way.
0: Yeah, well said, Mike, and thanks for coming on to speak. Um, what I'll do now is I will go to one of our. Um, he's been on the pod. He's across the pond. He's one of our American American contributors. It's Jerry Hinnan. Uh, so while Jerry connects, Jerry,
1: Jerry, Jerry.
0: I was waiting for that, Matt. Um, yeah, so we'll go to Jerry. Uh, Jerry, you should be able to talk now. Um, we'll probably come on to the week- weekend game after this and quickly and wh- what we think and how how that's going to happen. But um, Jerry, we've talked a lot about Fotheringham. Um, obviously, he's gone, and everyone's kind of voiced their opinion. But quickly, what do you do? You make of that, and who would you want to to take the reins as the new town boss if he's there, Jerry? Jerry, get your
3: mic off. The long way to sw- long way to shout, isn't it, cool. from uh, Greenbo, Alabama? Let me see if I can take his mic off for him.
0: Go for it. I mean, Phil's doing a good job yeah. in the meantime. There we go. Oh, there
15: hey, there we go. Jerry, yeah. Yes,
0: Jerry. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Yes.
15: Uh, the, the button that says "mic is off" has been pushed, and now it says "mic is on." I think that probably fixed it. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> so yeah, bothering him. Um, like I get. The argument for him when he was hired and you say, well, we've got this Felix McGath disciple who's going to come in and kind of give this listless sort of squad that's still hung over from Wembley the kick in the pants, and they're going to be disciplined and organized. And it just strikes me as extremely ironic that he's fired after that second goal last night, which was the least disciplined, least organized goal I can ever imagine a team giving up just two guys, you know, basically playing head tennis from the midfield stripe all the way into the box. Uh, I don't town maybe have given up worse goals, but I haven't seen one that infuriated me more than that second goal last night. Like I was just driven out of my skull by that. Um, So yeah, not surprised. Obviously I don't think any of us are really surprised he went today. Um, I would like, to see, obviously I think we would all to some extent like to see Chris Wilder come in. We mentioned somebody, you know, that he would like that sort of complete autonomy uh, over the way things are being run after the last six months. I think that would be a good thing. I think we've mentioned that part of the problems that, you know, uh, it feels like the club's being pulled in a couple of different directions. And I think that's manifested itself in a couple of ways. Uh, Matt, I think you mentioned, you know, that they hired fathering him, but then they're keeping Chicho on as you know the coach and bothering him is not bringing in his own staff. You know, it's, uh, we seem to have one sort of plan for the transfer window in the summer and then another one here in January, which I, I think the January window was horrendous, a calamity, a disaster, however you want to label it. Uh, if you are a desperately goal-shy team and you're bringing in Martin Waghorn and sending out Sorba Thomas, I am extremely confused as to what you're trying to accomplish during uh, this transfer window. So, you know, just wanted to add, I think giving one person that kind of autonomy within the club actually sounds very appealing. I'm skeptical that Wilder would come on board uh, in this situation, giving that, you know, I think his coaching reputation is still very high, but uh, it would be great if it happened. And past that, I don't know. I, I just, from I where I sit, I do not know uh, what would be best if Wilders not willing to come on. So, I uh, have really enjoyed the spaces, guys.
0: Thanks, y'all. Cheers, Jerry. Thanks for thanks for speaking. Um, what a legend! So, what a legend, Phil. Um, I tell you what. No. We'll, we'll come to you. So, we'll obviously we'll we'll find out who's going to be the town manager. That'll be running for a bit. You've, you'd assume, and obviously we'll do that on the main pod and the preview pod. But, um, Phil, obviously we go into the the Wigan game. Um, you know, Chicho is going to be in charge. What, how, how would you kind of approach this? What, what do you think the best? Do you think the players will be motivated? You know, and they have a point to prove because sometimes you see that, or do you think it'll actually there's wider issues going on in the club that are affecting things on the pitch and not a lot will change.
9: Listen, I said this before. Like the the, the confidence at the moment um, in that in that changing room, will, it's not going to be as high as what you'd like it to be. Uh, so close to improving that by winning 2-1 away at Blackpool, snatching that victory in the last couple of minutes, it would have made a massive difference. So you're kind of back to square one. So um, with obviously everything that's going on in and around the club, um, like I said before, the, the the unrest from fans, whatever's going on in the boardroom, the manager now leaving, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult place and, and they're going to have to step up these experienced players within the within the squad your lees, your hog, your Matty peas—all those kind of people—they're going to have to step up, and they're going to have to rally around the troops. Sometimes it can work out for the best. So sometimes you'll sit in a changing room when times are like this, and you'll have some honest discussions with each other. Um, if the, uh, the the groups that are worth the weight in gold, they'll be the ones that take it on board and, and fight for each other, which I'm sure these guys will, uh, because we do have those kind of players. So um, I want to call him Chico. Uh, I would. Ask- I would guess he if I would guess he's going to put his experienced players out onto that pitch um, in the next game um, and and maybe a little bit of flair on the wings. I couldn't believe he took, took Humbo off uh, when he did um, with ten men down. it he was his electric pace, really really clever with the ball. So I think he's going to play players of that ilk. Um, I think it's going to be full of experience, and I think it needs to be. I think we're at a point now where um, we need to settle the ship a little bit. And I think it's the right time to do that. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be see how he goes about that, and who's and actually who's going to give him that support in terms of um, who to pick.
0: Yeah. Do you think do you think we'll win? I, I I think we'll win. I think Chico will uh you know, he's he's done it against a relegation rival in Caldiff. Um I think we'll win against Wigan. Listen,
9: I thought we were good enough for the win against Blackpool to be honest, and, and like, I don't want to go over it. Jerry, what a
0: great answer.
9: It like totally took the words out of my mouth. That second goal was absolutely abysmal. And it was almost kinda of like, What the hell is going on? Is that actually happening? Um so I think we've got enough to. I've said this all season. It's 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 a weak league. We've got the players who can win games. It's just about getting that consistency and a little bit of confidence. That literally is all it is. Um, and I'm hoping the things that are happening at the moment aren't going to affect the the, the players as much as what I think they might do. Um, but it literally is confidence and consistency. Um, I don't think we're miles away. We, we obviously haven't got the, the the starting eleven as some other teams have. Um, But I really don't think there's much in it at all.
0: No, and we will see. Um, So I think I think we're probably going to end it there, guys. So thank you. We've had over like 250 people at one point tuning in. So um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's joined, and and sorry we couldn't go to everyone who who requested to speak. I'm sure we enjoyed doing the spaces. So um, we'll probably, I'm sure we'll do some more in the future. what i will say i'll just give a little plug um it's going to be episode 100 of the warm-up um you may have seen my my pod colleague tom bradshaw has joined he'll be uh he'll be on it um so we've got a very very special guest for episode 100 so um look forward to that is
3: it is it phil senior it's
0: not phil senior no it's not um phil's already been on oh man phil's already been on um and he's always Phil you're welcome back on I'll, I'll message you well to this.
9: be fair you messaged me you messaged me ages ago and said you're coming on and I said yeah and then you still, still haven't got me on So alright
0: well I'll tell you what <laughs> we'll spend the rest of this space is doing the, the detail and uh, you know we can work <laughs> it out when you free Phil you're never oh, free are you no I'm never so, free <laughs> yeah well shut up then um, yeah. <laughs> okay so we'll be back for episode um, 100 uh, Matt is there anything you want to add oh actually before I come to you
3: i just got one more one more sneaking in the back door at the last minute on, then. Dylan, isn't it? Get fired in Dylan, although you've yeah. oh, just muted. Unmuted. Oh, oh, there you me,
8: go. Me, um, to be honest, I'd take Lampard as new manager if we were looking for a new manager. The problem is, we have is what can a new manager bring to this squad? They've got no players to bring in. They dealt with what they've got there. What 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 can we do to move forward? <laughs> You'd hope, I suppose. You'd hope there's
0: a bit of a, a bit of a boost with a new boss in, and the, you know, if you, you've talked about Lampard, obviously his reputation as a player, um, maybe that would be enough. But um, is would you, so? Would you want Lampard? Is that is that the person you, you'd fancy?
8: <laughs> Same as the other person that said Gerard. Both of them are good shouts, to be honest. I think they've got something to brew. If you look at Lampard and Gerard, Gerard did a magnificent job at Rangers, and Lampard did a class job at Derby. They were just so unsuccessful in the Premier League because it's a tough league to go to if you're not at the club with the right funds, if you know what I mean. Whereas in the championship, you you look at the possibility of, say for next season, say we stay in the championship, with them two, you look at the possibility of loan signings and rebuilding this team to make us challenge next season. Whereas if we take a manager now, say Chris Wilder, for instance, people have been saying, and we get relegated, they're just going to jump ship again. So we're in the boat of looking for a new manager. Manager in Champions League One. If we go there, we're screwed. It's it's a process of redoing no, re- it all over again, in my opinion.
0: No, it's a really good point. It's a really good point, Dylan. And and like you say, I suppose we'll see. Um, this uh, this next appointment absolutely has to be key. Um, and you know, and I I, I think. We, we saw on the the poll tonight, and you know some some comments we got. You know it's, we can still stay up. We're not we're not out of it. Um, it just has to be the right appointment, and we can do that. Um, so yeah, no, thank you, Dylan. Thanks for coming on. So I think I think we will uh, we will end it there, guys. So thanks to everyone for listening. Um, yeah, and joining us. Uh, like I say, quite a few of you. So really appreciate it. Tom uh is was listening on the plane as he landed in London as well. So he just wanted to say that, and he says hi, Phil. Um, obviously, you're his favourite player of all time. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> stuff. Right, guys. You? So we will we will leave it there. So thanks to everyone for listening, and of course, thanks to Magic Rock who always sponsor our episodes. This will be going out as a uh, pod in your feed. So if you didn't get a chance to tune in, or you want to listen back, you'll be able to do so. So um, yeah, we'll end it there. Cheers, everyone, for coming on. Thanks for all your comments. And ta-ta for now and up the town. So
11: town. Playoff.
10: Bring the car back to
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against
5: Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget, share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in.
3: At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.